Hello everyone, welcome to today's episode of the Paul Smith Podcast with a very good friend of mine, the one and only, the funniest person I know, I'm lying, Adam Rowe. <laughs> Why are you doing your phone voice? I don't know. This is, like and it's not even like you're on your phone show. to me voice, it's like you're <laughs> on the phone to BT every, voice. I start the show that way and then I just settle in. <laughs> <laughs> every episode you're just trying to can- cancel your sky bill. It's because... <laughs> It's whenever, if I'm talking to you, it's Sam, but whenever I'm talking directly to the camera, I'm like, hello. <laughs> Welcome to the show. People don't even know you've got your fucking flip-flops okay, on. Flip-flop all day, mate. Trackies that Lockdown 2.0. Oh, about this, about this fucking, oh shit, we've got, a, we've got a floppy mic. Yeah, is this supposed to be indicative of my fucking sex life or something? Yeah, What's going yeah. on here? Indicative of your performance. I'll hold it. Oh, I fucking... What's going on here, Ben? There we go. So, how are you, Adam? I'm all right, yeah. I've seen you for a couple of weeks, mate, since lockers, isn't it? Yeah. How's it no, seen you? seen you on Wednesday. We got... No, you didn't. No, I didn't <laughs> see you on Wednesday. To- totally, totally. No, you did, because that was the day before lockdown, wasn't it? It was, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we'll we got like hammered. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm all right. I got COVID tested today. Negative. Been a bit breathless. Had a little tickly cough. Yeah. So I was like, I'm going to go. And I went. And it's, a, it's all Nego. Yeah. Yeah. Nego. Hmm? <laughs> Nego. Nego. Yeah. Um, you're happy about that? Yeah. I've booked, I've paid 36 quid to get an antibody test tomorrow. Because I just want to know. I feel yes, like I've had, had it, it now. I feel like it's statistically. I feel like I had it in March, but I don't, I don't know. I feel like it's just statistically unlikely that I haven't had it. Yeah. I, From that's going what back I think. to gigging. I feel like if we haven't got it, the amount of people we mix with, then I'm getting on board with David Ike that it doesn't exist. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Me, you, and David Ike it's outside St. George's. Start Lord. fucking shouting pandemic, people. It's <laughs> gonna go down the test center and shout pandemic. Yeah, sheepo. And start fucking burning masks. <laughs> and I mate, I go back and forth on it. One day, right, like on a Tuesday. Yeah. I'm a full-on conspiracy theorist, me. Like proper, like fucking tinfoil hat on. It's a pandemic. Everyone's a fucking lizard. And fucking, like, Bill Gates is a fucking nonsense. He's trying to fucking track you so he can fucking steal your kids and eat the fucking adrenaline. So here's my attitude towards conspiracies, right? Yeah. I want them all to be real. <laughs> I don't want them all to be real. No, I That's do, because then, the, then the world's funnier. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like, if George Bush did 9-11, then that's funnier. Then there's actually terrorists out there. I don't think it's funnier. It is a little bit, though. <laughs> I know it's still not nice. They're still dead. I'm not for one second saying they didn't die. But just the idea. And what Bin Laden was just like, fuck out of it, weren't we? Yeah. Or like, maybe he was in on it. Like, do you know what I mean? I don't believe this, but I want it to yeah. be real. And it's the same with, like, the COVID thing. Like, oh, it's all being planned. I want it to be real, because that makes the world more yeah. interesting. I think... That's my problem with conspiracies. I don't look into why they're not real, because I want yeah. them to be real. I would be made up if the earth was flat, like... Yeah. I'd be so happy. Like, if Donald Trump <laughs> wins this election now, <laughs> do you know how happy I'll be? Do you know if it turns out Joe Biden and all his mates have just been taking boxes and boxes of votes to these gaffes? Yeah. Do you, do you know if he wins? Well, even with that, though, like, <laughs> it, as ridiculous as it is that he can just go, no, it's fake news, I haven't lost. And you go, you have, though, haven't you? And he, ah, no, no, I'm staying here. It's, but then I, I looked at him, people were like, nah, but things did get set on fire and that. Yeah. Like, people were setting, like, fucking mailboxes on fire and shit. And I was like, <gasps> it's indicative of the state of society and where we are in this fake news, no one knows what information is real part of the world. If this was like 
1992. Is that when Clinton got elected the first time? Right. I haven't got a fucking clue. In, if this was 1992 and a sitting president was going, no, <laughs> you, he'd have been... And he'd be he'd have been in, impeached like yeah. on election day. He'd already be in prison. The fact that it's now, it's like no one really knows what's about to happen. I, I, I'm not leaving. I You've like got it. to. I'm not going to. And there's there doesn't seem to be a next step. <laughs> like the, on the I'm yeah, watching like no CNN. That could happen. Yeah, I'm watching <laughs> CNN, and they've got like political experts who've been in the game for like yeah. 40 years and like so if Donald Trump refuses to leave office what is the next step and you can just see <laughs> don't know yeah, to be honest what, what did he do they go alright oh, we got the army and he go he's the head of the army and he yeah. go ah <laughs> we fucked up there haven't we yeah and then they'd have to form a confederacy and they, they've spent six months abolishing the confederate flag <laughs> <laughs> like the left yeah. have abolished the confederacy in the past six months Rightly so. It was about time. Yeah. But they're about to start a new one to get rid of the commander-in-chief. They'll make, they'll make a new flag, won't they? You reckon? Yeah, they'll have to, won't they? No, I reckon they'll want that flag. Well, the one's got connotations, in it? The American flag? The, the confederacy? Flag. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They'll have to make a new thing. It'll be like a freedom flag. It'll be a rainbow or something. But they yeah. can't have the rainbow. Why? It's been took, hasn't it? By the gays. By the gay people. Yeah. Unless they just get the gay people to fight them. Yeah. <laughs> that was funny. And he's just little giggle in the corner. The mics didn't pick that up either. Did we just said, uh. <laughs> oh, oh, so yeah. So you saw your COVID free? I believe so. 2020 COVID free. Yeah. I just hope I've got the antibodies. 10 o'clock in the morning, I'm going. And you get the same, you get the results in like half an hour. Yeah. Yes. I just, I, like, I don't want to have to stay in for two weeks. Like, at the start of this, you know. Like, I've got, like, <laughs> what some people would call hypochondria. Yeah. And what other people, doctors health like Health anxiety Health issues. anxiety. So, like, a few years ago, me, uh, me dad had a heart attack. And a, a month later, I started getting bad chest pain and, like, breathing issues. And every time it happened, I would ring an ambulance, go to the hospital. And I'd get there and there's these doctors looking at me like, you're 22. Yeah. You're not going to have a heart attack. But you, and you were you here half an hour ago. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, we, I got the to a sixth point, ambulance today. I've told this story on other podcasts. This this is true. So it was happening so often that I felt stupid because I was going to the hospital like three times a week via ambulance with suspected heart attack as like a 20-year-old. Now I'm fat, but I'm not heart attack at 22 fat. Do you know what I mean? There's a difference between those two. There's a difference between struggles with four flights of stairs and heart attack at 22 yeah. and the, the doctors they have to treat you a certain way they can't go to you you're not going to have a heart attack because then if you have a heart attack you can sue the nhs so they go look it's extremely unlikely especially because you don't do cocaine and you don't smoke it's really really unlikely but you know if you ever get really bad chest pain and you feel like you need to come back do come back so then when your anxiety kicks off and you get an unbearable chest pain i'd just go back but i'd then be sitting there feeling a little bit better in the like corridor they put you in in majors at the Royal Liverpool Hospital, and you just sat there going, "These must think I'm a fucking idiot. I must be the biggest dickhead they've dealt yeah. with all day." And there was one day I'd come in at the same time as this other lad, and uh, he'd been throwing up blood because he'd been like triaged next to me in the corridor, so I heard everything that had gone on, and he'd been throwing up blood all day. And like he's sitting there, he's gone white as a ghost, and I'm like, "Look, I'm sat here, not having a heart attack for the fourth time this week." dealing with the same nurse and doctor who's dealt with me every other time this week. They're going to fucking hate me. And this lad's there, and I'm like, this lad's throwing up bloody. He's got real problems, and I felt like a fucking arsehole. And then they sent another nurse over to him and was like, 
done a lot of tests on you and there's not like they've done an ECG on this lad and all that and whatever else they've done. Like, yeah, we can't you haven't had like loads of red wine or rye beer have you? And he was like, I drank a full bottle of rye beer earlier. <laughs> <laughs> and he'd just been throwing up rye beer. And I've never felt like more relieved. I was like, oh, I must be like a fucking hero to these people. <laughs> At least it, I, I actually think I'm having a heart attack. <laughs> yeah. This guy's over with some fruit juice. <laughs> oh, I hope he's watching this. <laughs> ah, so you're good. You're healthy. You're looking well, good, man. You lost a bit of weight in there. Lost uh, three stone this year. I put oh, yeah. two on first. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So you want, but you're one stone. A stone net. In profit. Yeah. <laughs> Which for lockdowns, good. That's good. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Because some people, people got, the way. yeah, some people have absolutely fucking ballooned up. Yeah, yeah. There's people you haven't seen for like six months. You're like, wow, who did you eat? Um, <laughs> look like they got a fat suit on. <laughs> but I, you know me, I yo-yo all the time. Same as me. Because I've got no. Yeah, but you haven't now. You've been nah. ripped for like eighteen months. Yeah. Do you I know, know what I mean? I can't do it again. That's why. I've, but I think I'm getting fucking body this morning where I'm like, I have a biscuit and I'm like, oh my god, I can't see me fucking. Abs now, I need Can't to... see that line. That was Having abs is shit as well. Where's me vein gone? Yeah, it's shit as well. You feel terrible. Why? Because to have abs, like nobody's got abs. Yeah. Nobody. And I challenge anyone to say that they have because oh. I'll call them a fucking liar to the face. The only time people have got abs is like a UFC fighter when they weigh in because they're dehydrated as fuck. Like you yeah. have abs for half an hour in the morning. Yeah. And it's boss. Yeah. You get up and you go for the piss and you walk past your men and you're like, yes, yeah. I look fucking sick, man. You're all veins in your shoulders and that. And then you <laughs> have some water and you you just fill the water. You feel, you just get like puffy. Yeah. You know what I mean? The only people who have abs are like bodybuilders who are on loads of shit to keep that water out of them. Yeah. Or like fucking like someone who's like dehydrated as the fuck. See, or like, I, so, like so, I can act there for like half an hour because they're on loads of juice as well. I've always struggled with me weight because the only reason I want to lose weight is vanity. Yeah. I don't care about being healthy. I'm not asked. I drink, I like ale. I drink like socially quite a bit. I never drink on my own, but socially I drink a lot. And I like food yeah. and I like being able to go, oh, I want to go and have that, I'll go and have that. I'm not asked about being healthy. Do you know what the key for me was though? Dave Longley. What? Like the fit, I think he, he was a fucking, I think I owe Dave Longley a lot. Cause I've always done what you do, and I've give you this advice. I've always done what you do. I go, oh fuck, I've got fat again. I need to stop eating, and then stop eating and stop drinking. Yeah. Lose the weight, and then go. Ah, oh, sound I'm thin now. I'll have a Mackey's, and then yeah. just go fucking massive again. And then I saw Dave Longley, and if you don't know who Dave Longley is, Dave Longley's a mate of ours. Bodybuilder, and he was, he's, he was fucking like a crackhead about fucking yeah. five years ago, ain't he? Mm. Like he's a tall guy, he's a big lad, but he was like a crackhead. Yeah, and then. You see him like two weeks, two years later, and you're like, "What the fuck has happened to Longley?" Yeah, because he's massive, and he was like, "You need to put muscle on, because then that muscle you can eat more because that muscle burns the fat for you." And you're like, "Oh yeah." So I just put loads yeah, of muscle on, but I can't be asked lifting stuff. I can't be asked. I don't want that. But you I put... don't. I don't want to be stronger. I don't want to be healthier. I don't want my muscles to be doing the stuff for me. Do you know what I want? And this is the conversation I have to have every time I go to the gym yeah. and they send one of those fucking personal gobshites over to you to try and change your life or to lifestyle change. I don't want a lifestyle change. Mm. I like my life. I want to lose like an inch. That's all I want. I want to go on a night out and the next day when I get up and log into Facebook and it says you were tagged in 12 photos. I don't want that to induce a panic attack. <laughs> That's my goal. I want to look. If remotely could, acceptable if in tagged photos. And said, yeah, right, I can give you, I'll give you like a, a pill or an injection or something, right, and you'll be ripped. Mm. But forever. Yeah. But it'll take five years off your life. 
but like you'll die. like you were gonna die when you were ninety. You'll die when you're eighty-five. Yeah. But until you're eighty-five, you can eat what the fuck you want, and you'll be absolutely henna. Like I can't tell you how easy this is, man. <laughs> yeah, I'll look fucking amazing in photos. And let's be honest, if between eighty-five and eighty-five is yeah. enough in it. Yeah. Like I'm sorry if there's any eighty-six. I, I mean, you I, you say that, but then when you get to eighty-five, you probably be like, ah, oh, I could do with another year. Yeah. Yeah, totally. I'm sure when you get to eighty-five, you're gonna die. Through a series on Netflix or something. But that's because it becomes subjective, then, doesn't it? Yeah. Because you're eighty-five and you're like, I, it's about me. I don't want to die. Realistically, we should let eighty-five-year-olds die. <laughs> Like, I want to live to 200, mate. No, nah, why? What? What for? Because you just get more. You just want to live in the hospital. You want to just go no, in, in and out I of scans. Because think, look, think about medical science. Once, like, now I'm 38 now. So by the time in 40 years now, because all that stem cell shit. Do you I'm know? I'm getting stem cells all over me. Do you I'm, know? I'm, any I'm gonna look younger than this now when I'm 80. But this is a pipe dream, isn't it? Yeah. No, it's not. No. Joe Rogan said. Oh, did he? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I'm, if he He's says it, it's fucking that, real. <laughs> <laughs> fucking DMT podcast, God. That's who he is now. He does He's DMT like, like me, so I believe everything he fucking says. Except. Joe is the fucking man. <laughs> Joe is freely admits, Joe Rogan, if you listen to him, freely admits he looks into fuck all and yeah. just speaks on him. I know, but he gets people on who say, like, he has people on who say, like, he, like, he reckons the first person to live to 200. He reckons. Yet they reckon. Yeah, but they're clever, but though, aren't it's, they? It's all speculation. It, it is speculation, and but I, I, like, just like you with conspiracy theories, I I prefer to believe that it's true. Okay, but based on right now, based on what being 85 is right now... Yeah, you're fucked, aren't you? Do you want to live to 200? Because that's fucking... Although, look at fucking Sylvester Stallone. How old is he? He's in, he must be 80 now. Yeah, but he's, he's been he having looks, a stroke since he was 21, mate, he the way well, he talks. Yeah, I'm sure he does. He doesn't sound better than me, though, no. does he? <laughs> No, no, no. Yeah, but he sounded like that when he was in Rocky. Exactly. Yeah. He's fucked. <laughs> that's not, yeah, but that's not to do with his age. That's just because he's fucked. Yeah, he's just fucked, but he's not happy either. There's no 85 year olds who are happy to get up. He's no 85 year olds. No, he isn't. He's happy there. Based on what? Based on. He's no 85 year old gets up with a smile on the face. No 85 year olds, as the sun coming through the fucking curtains, and it's like another day, then more of this shit. That's their first thought. Every single fucking morning is this again, more fucking sunshine. Yeah, but you do that now. I know I do. That's why I don't want to do it until I'm 86. Why don't you just want to die now? No, because I can still... home and killed yourself Because I can still do gigs at the minute. You can't be fucking 85. You can't gig when you're 85. You can't. Sure, Ken Dodd gigged when he was 85. You can't. It's hard enough to remember me material now. Ken Dodd did four hours when he was 85. Exactly. Yeah, he's flying. I mean, he'd done the same fucking 10 minutes over and over. Yeah. Like, I'm terrified of old age. And I always have been. Like, you know, when you just... I'm only scared of, like, dementia or something. No, I'm scared of all of it. I, I, I just think you look at a really old guy, especially men, they, they just fucked. There's there's no joy there. It's constant confusion. I don't know, you know. I've and they know, fellas, they know the grandkids are eyeing their house up. And it must <laughs> constantly... You know, when you can see... Do you ever, like... You ever been, like, with, like an elderly relative or someone else's, right, at a big family gathering? Next time you're at it, and the people watching... Just pay attention to this. You'll be at a family gathering, right? And it's like, I don't know, someone's 50th and there's fucking 87-year-old granddad's there and he's on his lassies. He's going in the next year or so. And you try and have a conversation with them and he'll just be like, like looking around the room and people think he can't concentrate on the conversation. He absolutely can. It's not that. He's looking at his different grandkids and making sure they're not putting any in his fucking coffee and shit. 
because they think they're trying to fucking get them off so that they can get their inheritance early. <laughs> that level of paranoia, I just can't live with. Kill me at 70, I'll be happy. <laughs> I feel like you've got this now, though. <laughs> this, is, this is what scares me about you, because you're doing very well. Like, your podcast flying and all that. You're a yeah. very successful comedian. You're you special doing well and all that. And someone asked me to ask you the question. I've got a couple of questions here, all crisp related, to be fair. But one, they'd say, as your head fell off over the last few years, because obviously it's gone mad for you. Like, it's gone, like you've gone, like you've gigged, you open for Bill Bear and shit like that. Uh-huh. Uh, I do worry that if you go massive, your head's going to fall off. What do you mean? Like, you're just going to not speak to anyone anymore and, like, you're going to turn into, like, a fucking recluse. No, I don't I don't think I'd ever go like that at all. I think I'd do the exact opposite. And, like, I'll be phoning you and I'll just get you, like, your PA. <laughs> Carl. <laughs> yeah. Carl will get your PA. Carl will have a PA. He'll have a PA. And I'll be like, can I speak to Carl then? And he'll be like, nah, nah, he's busy speaking to that. Got to be honest with you, yeah. I do feel like I need a PA already. Cause, and it's not because, like, I'm... I'd love a PA. I'd love one. Yeah. And it's not because, like... share one? Yeah. Shall we? Yeah. Binti. <laughs> <laughs> the club not open for a while, lad. Do you want to answer some fucking emails? The amount of time. He needs a PA more than both of us. I just, I don't do stuff. If this carries on, we're going to be his PA. <laughs> <laughs> I just don't do stuff. I don't get yeah. stuff done. Like, I finished I my tour terrible. in March. So I, like, the, the first lockdown affected my tour. The last three or four dates of my tour got cancelled because of the first lockdown for COVID. So... In uh, when we got locked down in March, my agent rang me and was like, uh, "Right, uh, just need to get all your expenses over for the tour, right?" So, because my agents have ran me tour for me, I booked all my own trains, all my own hotels, bought my own petrol, and that comes off the profits of the tour yeah. before you're paid. So until until they get them, they can't give me any money. Do you know what I mean? All I needed to do <laughs> is send them the receipts for six trains and six hotels. I did it last week. <laughs> I'm, get, I'm getting paid for my 2020 tour that ended in March tomorrow. <laughs> she texted me before and said that money's going in tomorrow. <laughs> Do you know what it is? I don't know what it is. As soon as I'm late for doing something, oh, I'm so bad for it. Like, I got a parking ticket. A few, few weeks ago, I got a parking ticket in town, right? And I knew that if you pay it within two weeks, it's cheaper. And once it went past that, I was like, oh, it's that. And then I knew the day was coming up. I knew it was the 28th of October. If I didn't pay it by the 28th of October, I was going to get a fine. The fine come through today. I just didn't pay it. Because I, I get anxiety about I, paying well, it. Well, I literally fucking, I got, I got a parking ticket three days ago. Grabbed it. I knew that was going to happen. And I put it in the back of my car. Knowing yeah. full well, I was going to ignore that. And I got a fine. Yeah. It's fucking stupid. And I don't know why. And I don't know what it is. Any sort of admin. Yeah, I just can't do same. it. So I need a PA to go, here's another parking ticket. Can you sort me tour out from three years ago? Can you sort this out? I do. I will get a PA, but I'd never like, if I got massive, massive, I genuinely think it'd make me more social with my actual mates. Yeah. Because I like, She's I like to, th- all that shit. yeah, I like to think I work quite hard and I put a lot of effort into a lot of the stuff I do. But that's why like, you mentioned a podcast before, have a word, my podcast that we started in January. We hired my best mate, Carl, a few months ago. We've just took on another member of staff because me and Dan want to get to the point with our podcast that we can just turn up and podcast and fuck off. Because at the minute, we do a chunk of the editing. We do all the social media posting. I don't want anything to do with any of that. I want it to all be done. I want to be able to turn up, be funny. And I think all comedians need that on a level. Yeah. Like Like, not having to go, I've got to do that fucking email. I've got to make that phone call. I've got to do that briefing call with that producer. Yeah. Like... Take all that away from me. Give it to me, PA. It will be 
well paid yeah. within reason yeah. and just let me be funny in as, on as many different platforms as possible. Do you know what I mean? I'll do another podcast. I'll set another podcast up. I'll do bigger tours. I'll do longer tours. See, this is the problem I have, though. It, I, I, if if someone takes all them jobs off me, I'm dead happy for a bit. And then I just go, oh, do you know what I want to do? I'm going to do this. And I take more shit on that I don't want to do. And as soon as it comes to it, I'm like, oh, I don't want to do that now. Yeah. I'm going to need a new hobby soon. I do like doing fucking nothing. I don't, you know. I think I do. Like I like it, yeah. I like it for I, about half an hour. But I like, get to the end I of like, the day. I like just simple shit. Simple routine, mate. Well, I, my, my pastime for years has been FIFA, and I've vowed now I'm not playing it anymore, because the other day I bounced my pad off the floor and it landed in the porch. <laughs> Quite human. Oh, lads, the new FIFA is unbearable. You can't defend it. It's literally impossible. And, like, you don't play FIFA. No. And I'm... I For that reason. And I'm I'm fairly decent at it. We could play a game of FIFA now, yeah. and it's a toss of a coin on who'd win. It's, it, the defending on it is that ridiculous. And I lost me shit, and I bounced me pad off the floor, and it went right across the living room, landed in the porch. Then I went and got it, and then it wouldn't work because I'd broke it by bouncing it off the floor. So I just smashed it off the floor until it actually broke and all the buttons came out. <laughs> it's got bits of wall in it and everything. And you know, half an hour, like, this is how bad it is. FIFA is like fucking opioids. It's heroin. Because you're like, I'm never doing that again. I'd smashed my pad to smithereens and I knew what I was doing. This wasn't a fist of age. This is a build-up. I'd broke it. It's fucked. And half an hour later, I was on Amazon ordering a new PlayStation pad and I had to put my phone in another room for an hour so that I didn't order it. Because I was like, I'm going to want to play it again tomorrow. No. Are you getting a PS5? Probably. (laughs) (laughs) That's why, no. I was like, you better not order a new pad. You're going to get an Xbox next week. I'm going to get a, a, the new Xbox because oh, me yeah. and Carl. So, oh, Carl's Xbox, isn't he? Yeah. So, Carl's been my best mate in school and he now is the producer of our podcast. But me and him are going to start uh, a Twitch stream yeah. where we do a co op FIFA Ultimate team. Uh, you know, people play yeah, yeah. online Twitch. So, we're going to do that a couple of times a week. So, we need to have the same console. Yeah. So we, I need to get an Xbox. Fun Twitch. Yeah. I had fun on it. I, although I found out that I used to love playing games. And now, and then when I started twitching it, like I'm shit at COD, and that's like what people wanted to watch was me fuming on COD. Didn't yeah. get a few viewers, like, but I was just fucking shit. I'm so bad at it. Yeah. Like, super bad. Yeah. And then, so I started playing other games, but any game I liked playing, because you're like that and you're looking at the comments, you're not fully playing the game because you still want to interact with the chat. Yeah. So I just found myself just chatting to it. See, I won't be able to do that. I can't do anything. Yeah. I can't concentrate on anything. That's I actually use FIFA to help for my my anxiety. Yeah. If I've if I'm getting anxious, Just I put FIFA, FIFA on because I can't. And this used to drive me ex mad. Concentrate on two things at once. Yeah. I'm doing this, and if you give me another thing to do, then I'll have to stop this and do that. Yeah. I can't do both things at once. I can't talk to you while I'm making a bolognese. <laughs> Fuck off. I need I need to look at me tomatoes. Get out my fucking way. Do you know what I mean? I can't do it. And when I used to have arguments with my ex, it would drive me mad. Do you know if I ever got interrupted yeah. in an argument? Because then the argument goes on another spiral and I'd forget the brilliant point I was about to make. <laughs> I was about to win the fucking argument there. It was getting shut down. And two sentences before, we went off on another tangent about why you don't like me fucking dad or whatever. Just, like, oh, I can't do it. Think I that, can't constantly. that's why stand-up's good for you? Because yeah. no one can, like, because you feel, like, you're one of... The most aggressive with hecklers I've ever seen. Like people think I take the piss out of the crowd, and that. But when, if anyone's ever seen anyone heckle you, you go hard. I don't go hard immediately. No, but you. I, and I don't mind a heckle. If you heckle me, and it's a good back and forth, yeah. boss. If you heckle me and I put you in your place, 
boss. Because if anything, it sets... And I'm not trying to encourage heckling anyone who comes to hot water. As a general thing, let the comedians do the thing. We're we're better if we're just left to do what we want to do. The comp is there for crowd work. But I don't mind getting the odd heckle. Like one heckle or two in a 20-minute set. I can deal with that. Um, When the same guy is trying to be funny again and again and again, and it's always the fucking same type of person, and it's all... December's the worst for it. It's notorious. We talk about this in comedy all the time. December at comedy clubs is largely group bookings. Throughout the year, there's a lot of couples in isn't there? Because it's a couple thing to do. We'll go to the comedy club on Saturday nights. In December, it's works parties. There's 27 people booked in. 22 of them don't give a fuck about comedy. They just want to go on the night out and spend the boss's money. So they're not there for, for the comedy. But even when the group is involved and they're like, oh, I'm enjoying this, there's one dickhead who's normally the funny guy in the yeah. office and he's not anymore. There's someone being paid to do what his entire personality yeah. is and they can't handle it. So they have to try and join in and then they realise that they're not as funny as they think they are and they're like, no, oh, that was just a bad joke. I've got another one. And then they'll go for another one and they look like even more of a dickhead. And I can't handle that. because, Well, I can't handle that but because you just leave them to hang themselves. Yeah. What I get really aggressive with is people talking amongst themselves because yeah. I just think it's the rudest fucking thing in the world. Not for me, for the audience. If you're sat in an audience going, yeah, yeah, so, well, we'll go to Tesco after this and we'll get a bottle of wine and we'll go back to yours and then we'll go to fucking... If you're doing that in the middle of a show, you're an absolute cock-juggling thundercunt. <laughs> and, I will, and I will tell you that you are. And what I like doing, because especially if you're having a good gig and the rest of the room hates the people ruining the show by talking or consistently heckling shite, you can really, really be audible. Yeah. You can character assassinate them. You can, from top to toe like take apart everything they're wearing. You can speculate on what their childhood was like. You can <laughs> you can talk about what their parents might have done to them or not done to them or whatever. And the audience are on your side and you just get to be the biggest twat in the world and watch this person who thought they were being funny or thought they had the right to be an arsehole just slowly shrink into their chair until a doorman comes over, taps them on the shoulder and fucks them off and then the room cheers and you get to carry on with your show. If anything, I actually love it. Like, it's rude, but I love being given that license by a fucking arsehole who's just like, now, what, I've paid me fucking 12 quid, I'm allowed to talk, what, you can't talk at a comedy club, why can't you talk, why are you allowed to talk, why are you allowed to talk if I'm not allowed to talk? Can you tell it's always fucking women? (laughs) (laughs) Let's say this on the record, the worst possible group booking in comedy is a group of female teachers. I think, well... Teachers are nurses. Yeah. Teach, and I think I've figured out what it is. Teachers spend all week with a room full of people yeah. who won't be told to shut yeah. up. And then they turn up here and they go, my turn. Yeah. <laughs> it's anyone who has to take shit off people all the time. Yeah. Just, just loses yeah. the shit. Yeah, that knows that. Tell him I said it. Tell him. Um, <sighs> are you missing comedy now that we're fucking back in lockers and that? I am. Um, do, do you find it comes like I find after a couple of days I'm, I'm alright for a couple of days like even if I go away so the longest I hadn't done comedy over the last 10 years before this lockdown was like 11 days mm. and I could go on holiday whatever and I'm like I do look forward to a holiday I'm like I feel good here and then it was a weekend I'm like fucking no one's looking at me and well, I get a bit fucking I get a bit itchy for some attention I like a holiday too but towards so I went to Crete after the Edinburgh Festival last year I went to Crete in September and I think we went for 10 days. And on like the eighth day, 
um, Jade, who I recently split up with, was like, "You need to, uh, you need to text Binti." And I was like, "Why?" She was like, "The day we get back, you need to go. <laughs> you just need to go and speak to people. You just need to go and do it." You being a cunt? No, she was just like, "I can just tell you're off." Yeah, and I know what it is. So just make sure you go and do a gig the night we get back. I crave it. Yeah, like. <laughs> It's a drug, isn't it? Yeah, it, it is. It, it, it so you exactly can't really get anywhere else as well. No, like, I don't do those Zoom gigs. No, those gigs, I can't people do were doing like to their webcam, and there's fucking eight people on their couch, <laughs> like pressed up against the screen. Like this is good. Nah, I wasn't doing it. I hosted one of them, which was dead good. Actually, it was good fun. I hosted King Gong for the comedy yeah. store, their Gong show, and I enjoyed doing that because I got to be a bit of a twat. Um, but those Zoom gigs, I felt like. When the first lockdown is, and people were like, yeah, we're going to do these gigs online where there's no audience and you just talk to your webcam. I was like, that's like your wife dying and them giving you like a blow-up doll with her face <laughs> on and going, it's the same. It isn't. And it never will. But like at the funeral, like, yeah, there she is. It looks like her. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I don't do them. I need to be back gigging and I'm hoping that I think what's going to happen is they're going to give us Christmas and lockdown again in January. So I think if we get those December gigs in, if I can do a month of gigs and just bottle up all the emotion of it, and then that'll ride me through January. Mm. I'm hoping so anyway. I do I do miss it. I need it. Even if we get like vaccines. Then they're only like even if it's approved, they're only getting ten million this year, aren't they? And then Are thirty they? million next year. Uh, and there's seventy million people in the country, so I've got a fucking tour to do, do they not understand this? <laughs> You're not doing that at all. No, you need to I need to go on the run. Um, I've known you for what the fuck? What has it been now? What have we on? Twenty twenty, twenty ten, ten years, mad, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Um, do you reckon you'd be doing if you didn't do comedy? Um, it's a weird question to answer because the obvious answer is that I would be an accountant or something. Yeah, because so, you were keen on that. Like you it wasn't that maths. I was keen on. You wanted to go to uni and do maths, were you? Well, I, I got into uni to mm. do maths and I lasted a week. Because I was doing stand-up already and I was like, I'm not fucking getting And, you, and you'd done the maths. <laughs> yeah, I'd done the maths and I was like, I haven't got my student loan yet. So I was like, I can leave now death-free. Yeah. And like, just not, um, yeah. So I was boss at maths as a kid. So like in like year nine, the, there was a, a nationwide mathematics challenge and I, I got the second highest score in the country. Did you? And the, yeah. And then at A-level, at uh, GCSE, I got I didn't revise for any of my GCSEs. And uh I only got an A in maths instead of an A star. And I had to have a meeting with the head teacher because they were like, We were relying on you to get an A star for us as a school. So what's gone wrong? And I was like, I didn't revise, I got an A. Fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> I only needed an A to get into A level, so just go away. Um Yeah. But I think what happened was, like if you know you know me as well as anyone. Yeah. Like I can't be the guy behind the desk as an accountant. It's just not who I am. Yeah. So I think what happened as a kid was I was good at maths. So like all my aunties and uncles and my dad were like, you're going to be an accountant. You want to be an accountant. What do you want to be? And it, I'd been like indoctrinated. It was like religion. I was like, I want to be an accountant. Mm. I just repeated what other people had said to me. So if you asked me as a child, if you asked an 11 year old Adam Rowe, what do you want to be? I wanted to be an accountant. <laughs> it's, horrible, it's so dull, isn't it? Yeah. It's so depressing. Um, yeah, and then I got to uni and I'd already been doing stand-up for like a year. And I was like, 
There's not one job that a maths degree could lead to. I don't know if this is true, but it's certainly the thought I had. There's not one job that a maths degree could lead to that I would be happy in. And I spoke to my dad because I was one of the first kids in our family to go to uni. And I knew my dad was like proud of me for getting in. Yeah. My dad took a lot of pride in how good I'd done at school. Um, and I was like, dad, look, I'm really sorry, but I need to give stand up a go. Because if I give this 10 years and it doesn't work out, and I, at 29, I go, right, I'll just go back to uni. Because I've already got my maths A level. I could walk into a maths degree as a yeah. mature student. I was like, I can go back at 29. And it's better to make a mistake at 18, 19 than to make it at 29. So I want to give stand up a decade and we're 10 years in and you're not going back to uni. I don't think so. <laughs> Although, I have to see what fucking Rishi I mean, and Rishi Bonner's going to do. Rishi did say Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's it is mad going back. I, was like, I remember your first gig and stuff like that. Like, I, I remember, didn't, I mean, I, don't, I, might, I might have fucking skewed this memory, but in my mind, you'd come because your mate wanted to do stand-up. No. Or like you, because you and him at the you worked in Mackey's with your mates. It was Dave, Dave. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, you both wanted to do stand up. No, we both wanted to do it. So I'd um, my, my first sort of interest in stand up came at sixth form, because they all, I was part of the sixth form student council. Imagine You're that. a fucking nerd, you. <laughs> right. <laughs> so, um, I, it's not that I'm a nerd. I just liked being elected into a position of power. Yeah, sort of, you love power. I mean? Yeah, you, absolutely. You it's not enough to do it like, I want to sort the school out. I can out. imagine you were a cunt as yeah. well. Yeah, I was like, vote for me. Yeah. <laughs> we have four break times. <laughs> <laughs> Doing your Edinburgh show bucket speech at fucking six four. Doing the Al Pacino speech from any given Sunday. Um, <laughs> I can't do it for you. Um, yeah, so I, I was on that Zoom council and we, we arranged this massive talent show called uh, Cardinal Heaton's Got Talent. And there was like four other schools nearby that we got involved in. It was going to be this big thing. And the head of sixth form was like, well, what talents are you going to do? You've got to do something. And I was like, I'll do stand-up. I've always been interested in it. And I remember a couple of my mates going to me, you can't do that, lad. Imagine if it's shit. Your social life is done. <laughs> At 16 years of age, it's done. And I was like, yeah, fair enough. So I just didn't do it. I was talked out of it. And then, as you say, I was working in Mackey's. And uh, one of the managers, Dave Airy, we were just really good mates. Um, we used to, like, time our breaks together because yeah. there was one computer in the staff room and we'd go and watch stand-up on it. Um, I remember one day he goes to me, I'm going to give it a go. Should we give it a go? And I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm up for that. I'd love to do that. And that was it. That was the entire conversation. And then he fucked off and I was still in work. And my phone rang and I was on the fucking... I was putting chicken nuggets in a box for an order, right? And my phone's in my pocket. And I was like, what the fuck? Checked it was Dave and he knew I was in work. So I was like, this must be important. So I made an excuse, went to the toilet and he went, we've got a gig. I'm like, what? And he goes, yeah, yeah, yeah. So do you remember the Metropolitan? It's mm. now Red Door yeah, yeah. on Bold Street. In the, uh, not Bold Street. Berry Street. Berry Street in Liverpool. He's like, yeah. But I've come in the Metropolitan for a pint after work and they're going to let us do a gig, yeah. So you better get writing. So we had like eight weeks or so. Just you and him? Yeah, that was the plan. <laughs> that was the plan. So that was initially the plan anyway. So then I was like, oh, fuck. So I said, okay, I'm going to do it. Told me dad, told me brother and that. And uh, they were like, okay, go for it, whatever. And I was never like the, the funniest one at school, but I told me mates I was going to do it. And uh, 
we sold between me and Dave, we sold 120 tickets to our friends and family, right? At three quid a go. We're like, we need to get some other comedians on. So we asked, a I'd started going to some gigs then. Yeah. So I went to Envy a couple of times where Hot Water originally was. I went to Rawhide when it was in the Royal Court. Yeah. Um, I went to a few and I'd met a couple of comedians. So there was a guy called Peter Collins. He did it. Doctor. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Adam Staunton did it. Yeah. Liam Bolton might have. Um, Kyle Ray. Remember Kyle? Nah. So there was a load of like new up and coming acts in Liverpool. Yeah. And I'd just gone, do you want to come and do a gig? And we sp like, we'd, we'd booked it and it sold so many tickets. And then I was like, I need to do two, one or two gigs before that. Because all my family and friends are there. I need to do a bit of a warm up. So I, I booked in. Hot, Hot Water Comedy Club was my first gig yeah. at Envy. And I remember because there was 32 people in the audience. 28 of them had come with me. And two of them were Hungarian tourists who didn't know what was happening. There was two actual audience members <laughs> in the Hot Water Comedy Club has come so far from that night. Um, what a fucking great place that was, though. Amazing. And my second gig was in Preston at Beat the Frog, which I came, I think I come joint first with Peter Otway, who's now a good yeah. mate of mine. And my third gig was meant to be at the Metropolitan, but the Met shut a week before that gig. So we moved it to the Casa, which is around... Oh, I come and watched. Did you? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And I thought you didn't like me because I made a joke. And I think you were just stressed out, to be honest, looking back on it. Yeah. Because you were taking the money in like a burger box. Yeah. And I went, that's a good idea, that lad. A fat lad with a burger box, no one's going to try and take that off you. <laughs> and you just went... And just walked away from me and went, oh, I think I pissed him off there. <laughs> It's funny that you remember that. <laughs> but we split every penny that we made from that. We split. I think there were six of us on or eight. Yeah. And we split it six or eight ways. Everyone got exactly the same, even me and Dave. Um, and then, yeah, from, from there. So when I'd come to Envy, it wasn't that me mate wants to do stand-up. It's that me and Dave yeah, were both going to do it. And you just didn't want to fucking die in, die in your ass in front of your mate. Yeah. yeah. But, then, but you did anyway. Well, you didn't, then, did you? No, well. <laughs> you, didn't quite, you didn't really want any first gig. It, the reaction's good. The material yeah. is horrendous. Yeah, but everyone's like that. I don't think yeah. I've ever seen anyone get up on the first gig and just and you go, fuck it out. Some of well the Well changing that. Some of the bits, man. Like, I've, oh, I've, I need to find it because, so, we promised uh, on the podcast that I do, we've got a, a Patreon scheme, which is... What's the podcast called? Have a word. <laughs> with Adam Rowan, Dan Nightingale. Um, the Patreon, we, we, we promised them that when we hit 5,000 subscribers on YouTube... I would put the video of my first gig on Patreon for them to watch. Yeah. Um, and I can't access it, but I need to find it because it's so bad. Some of the jokes are horrendous. I remember sharing it with me years back, saying I've got it, but it was a private link. Can you? Yeah, I've, I've got it. but So it's not on a private link. It's a completely unlisted link. Yeah. So you can't get it unless you log into the YouTube account that it's on, and I've, I've completely lost the login. Ah. So I need to try and find it somehow. But yeah, it's it's a really it's a really bad thing. You you, I see that you post from time to time. I mean, both you posted a picture of me and you when you won the hot water comedian of the year, mm. mate. We look fucking terrible. I don't know how I look better ten years later than I did then. We I look like do. a fucking forty-five year old man. Yeah, you did look fucked back then. I look terrible. Was, the way you used to dress, like I can say this now. <laughs> Your dress sense has improved dramatically over the past couple of it's years. Because I get free clothes now. Lad, <laughs> that fucking wait, that, that blazer thought, shirt God, combo. I thought I looked fucking stunning there. I used to wear like a fucking like where was it? It was from Burton's, like a suit jacket, 
and a fucking like a white shirt with like a black but, line but like on washed it. out jeans wa- and, and, f- and trainees <laughs> or converse. <laughs> converse you yeah. look like an out of work magician <laughs> <laughs> you look like a magician I, I thought I looked fucking spot on there no you, know? you always looked fucking and ridiculous. my hair was like a fucking sponge your hair's just like yeah it was just everywhere yeah you had constant better you know, fucking bad potter that's why and I just couldn't be asked getting yeah. a cut yeah yeah it's grim I look, yeah. fucking, I look back at those, but I mean, and you've got to, that beard does the work. This is man year. makeup for me, isn't it? Yeah. Like, if I shave this off. Mate, you look like a different, much uglier person. Yeah, it's grim. <laughs> those old photos are just horrendous. I think we've got a little, uh, a, a little, uh, a shot of the, uh, of the image. Can and the t-shirt, on? those t-shirt, there was a shop in Liverpool one called Blue Ink. Yeah. Blue Incorporated. And it used to sell these slogan t-shirts. There was one that said, I've got the body of a god, shame it's Buddha. And I would go on stage in that. <laughs> I'd have a joke on my t-shirt, like it's a little fucking bonus for the yeah. audience. Do you know how revoltingly embarrassing that is? <laughs> I used to go, you go That like... one says, drink triple, see double, <laughs> act single. And I remember, do you remember my ex? Look how fucking good Paul Blair looks though. I know. The like stupid fucking, fucking nabbit. Do you know, see that t-shirt, right? I had murder with my ex-girlfriend. This is how much of a dickhead I was because she was like, you can't wear that anymore. We're in a relationship. And I was like, it's just a fucking T-shirt. Yeah. I'm walking around with a T-shirt on that says, I'm single, basically. <laughs> She's like, you can't wear that. And I was like, stop being mental. <laughs> oh, look oh. how happy you are, though. Yeah. It's a good day that way, isn't it? Until I fucking... Tony Carroll stuff you in about it, like... Yeah, until I... So after... I don't know whether you remember that night. They'd named drinks after us all. Yeah. So the, the Paul, oh, I've got to tell this story. I told it not so long ago as well. Oh, so the, we used to go out in Envy a lot. Yeah. Envy, then, every week though. Yeah. Well, I went out more than even you yeah, did. Me yeah. and Carl went out even more than that. So they'd named drinks after us. So there was a four pint pitcher and that was the Paul Smith. Yeah. And it was a big four pints of ginger goodness or something yeah. like that. And the Adam Rowe was, our Envy's one pound vodka Red Bull offer is just like Adam Rowe. It's here every fucking night. Um, and you went on stage at the very start of the show with a four-pint pitcher, and inevitably the audience went down it, down it. And you tried and got about half a pint in, and I'm like, yeah. I can't do it. Um, and I said to Carl, get me one, and I'll down it during the act. And he went, no, I'm not doing that. It'd be a waste of a tenner, whatever. And he waited until... So we'd, we did the show. Uh, I got drunk during the show, because I was on first as well, and I got, started drinking straight afterwards. Um, I took about 100 quid in cash out with me that night. I'd spent all that on one pound vodka Red Bulls and whatever. And then I got 100 quid in cash for winning the show. I spent most of that as well. And I was absolutely hammered standing there like a fucking Mortal Kombat character getting ready to be finished. And then Carl and your ex, Helen, come over and went, do you still think you could do four pint pitcher and they gave me it and i've still got the video of this i get about three pints in even in that state about three pints in and there's a big round of applause on a video oh well done like good effort that good effort that and then i stood there for ages on my own and uh you and carl come up and like you're all right and i went i'm going to ask michelle out <laughs> so uh michelle might even watch this I'm like, she's it's one of my favorite memories so i love michelle <laughs> We've become really good mates after this. But when, at the time, she, she was this Irish girl who worked on the bar. Yeah. And I, I just proper fancied her. Like, I was so into her. Um, and that seems weird now. It seems really yeah. weird to say that now. Because, of like, th- we became so mates when I ended up working there. 
But uh, she was on the bar and I went to you and Carmen. I was like, that's Michelle House. And you went, it's not a good idea. And I went, get out of my way. And I remember that bit. And then I walked over to the bar and she's on the other side of the bar. And instead of asking her out, I just stared at her, like wobbling for about 20 seconds, which is a fucking long time to say fuck all. And then just projectile vomited right across the bar. It didn't touch the bar. It didn't touch the bar. I remember me, but the best thing was you went, and she went, what? So she yeah. leaned in as yeah. she'd done it. <laughs> and she was the only member of staff on the bar. Yeah. And she had to clean herself up and the bar up. Yeah. And the next she day. She was an happy but was, I mean, it's, do you know what? She took that so well, though. Yeah. Like, looking back, you yeah. projectile vomited cleaning her I face. I didn't even get kicked out. I know. And she was like, <laughs> and you were like, oh, and I, we were all like, oh, my God. We were Because we were pissing ourselves as yeah. well, but also saying sorry. And she was like, T-, and you were like, I'll come and clean it. <laughs> she was like, fuck off. <laughs> the next day, I woke up and didn't know what I'd done because I was that drunk. So I woke up and rang Carl, and I was like, what's happening? Like, do you want to get a scram? And he was like, are you all right? And I was like, yeah, what's up? And he went, just come round to ours, lad. And I went round to his, and he went, uh, because I'd rang off my dad's phone. He went, where's your phone? I went, oh, I must have lost it. He went, you're having to tear. And he went, there's a video on it of you trying to down. I think, and I was like, what? That's sick, that. I'm like, oh, I don't know what I did, didn't I? And he went, I don't remember what happened afterwards. And then he said it, and I went, oh! <laughs> <laughs> a big intake of, oh! and I, I got a number off Facebook and rang her. I was like, I'm so sorry. She was like, don't, she took it really, yeah, really well. She so was dead uh, sound about it. But yeah. It was fucking hilarious. I missed those days a little bit. I mean, yeah. I wouldn't go back because, like, Fucking skidding that, but <laughs> yeah, we're a lot more happy and successful now. <laughs> we're doing okay. Oh, <laughs> uh, um, someone asked me to ask you. I mean, this this is a classic question. Who would win in a fight out of you and Sensei Carl? Me. Have you ever nearly had a fight with you've known him a long time? So me and Carl have nearly had a fight almost every time we've played footy. So and you reckon you'd win? Yeah. Does he agree? He, 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 like, deep down, he does. Yeah. <laughs> he wouldn't say it. But, yeah, he knows. Like, I, he just didn't have a lot of fights growing up. I had loads. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? I, like, I'm not hard, but I've had enough fights to know how to have a fight with someone who hasn't had that many fights. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Neither of us go to the gym. Neither of us. Like, I couldn't fight you. You know, you do boxing. You do MMA. You know you way around the fucking octagon. Do you know what I mean? Like I feel like I could, like it would be a, yeah, a straight, it right. would be a straight up street scrap with Carl and I'd win. Yeah, because I just had locks in there. It's just muscle memory, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, just yeah. nugging. Yeah, fuck off, oh, lad. Be loves to get off me then, <laughs> get off me, <laughs> and then come on, just want me to get off you. <laughs> the start again. Yeah. None of that grabbing, no. We get asked that a lot on the podcast. Who would win? Out of me and Carl, who would win? Out of me and Dan. I'd yeah. smash both the heads in. I love them, and I'm not going to rip them. Yeah, you can you smash Nightingale? Yeah. 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 Well, so does he. Does he? <laughs> yeah. We've answered that question a hundred times. Yeah. Yeah. Does yeah. he? He say that he reckons you would win. Yeah. Freddie Quinn reckons he can have you, doesn't he? He does. Yeah. Jordan lockdown. We need. I. Uh, <laughs> Look, I'm not being funny. I don't want to turn this into your podcast because you give him a lot of shit. But yeah. I, we don't give him a lot of shit though that was totally mis, misinterpreted by him because he doesn't listen to it we love Freddie Freddie's one of my best mates he's great isn't he and what we won't go into it like he thought people were giving him shit because they kept sending him a who the fuck is that yeah, guy so the, the gif the meme of Conor McGregor yeah. going who the fuck is that guy they'd send them that what happened was me and Dan on our podcast we realised that we were going to be telling a lot of comedian stories yeah. and that people listening 
wouldn't know who certain comedians were. Yeah. So we'd go like, oh, so oh, I remember gigging with Alex Boardman and he'd press, who the fuck is that guy? Because yeah. like, like the listeners don't know who that is. Yeah. And it just so happened that like four weeks in a row, we mentioned Freddie and it got pressed and that became the thing. Yeah. We weren't giving him shit. But yeah, Freddie, me and Freddie arranged a charity boxing match when we were drunk. Because Freddie thinks he would beat me. In it, a was fight. Fucking, it was fucking. It was because that's what that's how because we were talking about that, weren't we? And yeah. that came about because yeah. Freddie was being a little bitch about it, yeah. and I I tried to back him up because I didn't really understand what was happening. Yeah. And then you explained it, and I was like, "Well, Freddie's just being a bitch." Um, but yeah, he, he, he Freddie has a way of Freddie's very confident when he's pissed. Yeah. And he's so sweet when he's not. Yeah. And he's just like he's still a bit of a no, but even if he wasn't, he. You know. I think now, because he said it, he has to like back it up. But like, there was none of the, there was no conversation in the Zoom chat until he just went, "I reckon I'd smash your head." Yeah, <laughs> you went, "You absolutely wouldn't." Yeah, you absolutely went. Let's have a fight, and you were like, "Any name the place." Like, I love Freddie, and I don't want to fight him. But come on. But well, Freddie, I I, I thought that was hilarious. Me, but but the, yeah, because he was saying I've got one punch power and all that. Yeah, and then because he, he come boxing with me the other week, didn't he? Yeah. It was one of the worst things I've ever seen. Because he was like, we'll spar. And I was like, are you sure? Because yeah. I've seen you get out of breath doing the rules. Well, that's the thing with Freddie is I love him. But he's got sleep apnea. He can't even breathe when he's asleep. <laughs> How's he going to breathe after three rounds of boxing? Do you know what I mean? He, I've seen it. When his he body can't. is laying flat. Why is Carl constantly FaceTiming me? Can't Sorry. We're what? fucking busy in our bed. Give me that. Yeah, I did say I'd smash your didn't you? Oh, I would. We're a bit fucking busy here, lad. I'd, come on, you know, you know what had happened. I knew you'd have murder with that, you know. Knock at yours and we'll have a fight. Hey, I'll come and film it, and we'll put that as an extra on 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 the uh, behind the paywall. Lad, I'd fucking bang you. I'm, I'm, I'm not. Put him in. Yeah, put him I'm into not, the I'm mic. I'm not gonna fight with you because I love you and that. But you just. Oh, not, Adam I, shit himself here. No, I haven't. <laughs> if hands get thrown, it's over. And it's sound. It's just, it's sound. Do you know what I mean? Like, like, don't worry about it. You've got nothing to worry about. You don't have to fight me. Just know that if it went down... You're going up a weight class. Okay, cool. I'll come down. What do you weigh, Carl? He's put a lot of weight on in Japan, I know. to be fair. I noticed that. You've got big legs. Yeah. You're saying that. That's fucking bad to you as well. Oh, all right, Carl. <laughs> so let's, he's on a let's, let's not get carried away, mate. <laughs> Go on, lad. We're a bit busy here. See you in a bit. Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. I, do you know, do you know what? what he FaceTimed me about six times there, and I was like, this is going to be important. I wonder yeah. if, like, my dad's had an ass attack or something. <laughs> <laughs> and he did go and just say, you fucking knock <laughs> <laughs> It's so funny. Oh man, oh. I, I want Freddie to ring now. <laughs> uh, yeah, Freddie come back because he was like, "No, we'll fuck." I said, "We'll just do a pad session." He went, "We'll do that. We'll do some sparring." After that, I was like, mm, "Are you sure?" And he was like, "Yeah." He went, "Mate," he's like, I, "I know you've done a bit of training, that, but like, I've got weight on you." It's exactly what he was saying to you, and I was like, uh, yeah, "I don't know." And mate, as soon as, for someone so big, I've never seen anyone. It's like a baby, like yeah. a child. Like, the guy who was holding the pads was looking at me going, <laughs> and he, he, it's like he lifts his leg up, so he's like, huh. it's like, all right, Errol Flynn. <laughs> <laughs> oh, to be fair to him, right, he done better than I thought in the pad, he got through a half hour pad session, which is not easy, body yeah. pad and that, he, he, he was still standing, but he could barely breathe. And the, the trainer said, listen, it would be unprofessional of me to let you spar him because you're light years apart and... Like you just, it'd be unsafe. 
<laughs> and that was the best outcome I could because I'll be honest with you, I was looking forward to punching him in the face so much. Yeah, like, I was so like you. I, I you look forward to fucking, punching all your good mates. In oh, the face mates, oh, it was good. But when I saw him punch something, yeah, I didn't want to do it anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, that's how bad he was. I was like, I don't even want to hit you now. I, I feel our ass. Like, it'd be bad. If I hit you, it's bad. But yeah. I, I, he's Fred. He, he's going to go. I'm only messing Fred. He's there with his fucking ventilator on. Yeah. What? <laughs> what are you saying? <laughs> yeah, he's got COVID now as well, hasn't he? Yeah, he's fucked. Yeah. Covid free. He said he'd never get sick, and then he got Covid. Fuck another win for me. That he always made grand the cunt. <laughs> Slightly out of context there. <laughs> he bet me last year all of his Christmas fees, which I shouldn't say how much it was, but I've said enough. Fuck it. Um, he bet me all of his Christmas fees that he would never, he wouldn't get sick for a year, and then, and I'll, I'll put this out to the to debate. Right, we'll bleep that for the actual edited version. How much a year? But like, there's an amount he owes me. Right, and. Hundreds. I don't have to edit it. Pounds. <laughs> pa- <laughs> a thousand pounds. Okay, cool. Carry on, Sonny. <laughs> One zero 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 <laughs> pounds. I'm just leaving it now. There's grand. an amount he owes me. And a thousand. <laughs> two monkeys. A <laughs> hundred quid ten times. <laughs> Half a two grand. That math, that, you are good at maths. Wow. Well, you should have never eaten the accountant. Um, yeah, so he bet me that he wouldn't get sick in the next 10 years, but that, in the next year. But then his back went on him, and I put it to him that that is sickness because you would phone in sick for it. Yeah. And because he didn't injure it in, like, an accident, yeah. it just went because of his overall terrible health. Yeah. Which I think is sickness. Yeah. His whole body is so sick that his back just said nah. Yeah. And email in to badbackahotwatercomedy.co.uk and cast your vote now and we'll get back to you on the I'll next do it, episode. I'll do it Instagram poll. <laughs> 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 oh, so it's been fucking we're just well, we've got about five minutes left. We're gonna need to wrap up soon. Okay. Um and I just like I wanna make Feels sure it's been quite short. How long have we been? We, like, we keep them to an hour because I've got mm. a puppy. Um did you not bring the puppy? No, I couldn't. Because oh. okay. I didn't know whether he'd be like, rrr, rrr. Yeah. And you know what you all like with dogs. You're like, and yeah. we wouldn't have chat. We wouldn't have even talked. No. Would we? No, not really. Nah, would have been would have been silly. Yeah. Got a new puppy. Um, but yeah, I just want to make sure everyone knows. Like, obviously, most people watching this will know you because we're, we're quite synonymous with one another. Mm-hmm. We do a lot of things together. Uh, you've had me as a guest host on your podcast. But um, if anyone wants to watch Adam or if you found them funny on this and you've never seen them before somehow uh go and watch his podcast i have a weird pod because it's flying now and it's dead good yeah it's doing well man and but i'm a guest host on it start with that one it's good it's a good episode that um so the the podcast is have a word it's on youtube.com slash have a word pods on spotify it's on all the usual podcast platforms and if you want to watch some stand-up there's fucking hours of me on the hot water channel mm, but there is I uh, self-produced a stand-up special called Club Comic. Uh, so last year at the Comedy Store in London, it was a year ago yesterday, actually, or the day before. Um, m- most comedy specials, that you shoot them in a theatre or whatever, don't you, full mm. of your own fans. And I, the, I'd been sort of inspired by an American comic called Andrew Schultz, who'd shot a special at a few different New York comedy clubs. So I shot two completely different 20-minute sets on the same night at the same comedy club in London. So I did 20 minutes at the early show, 
and then later that night did a completely different 20 minutes at the late show and put those sets together yeah. to create like a 40 minute special uh just search adam Rowe club comic on youtube it's you know we released it a couple of months ago it's closing in on 70 it's just on youtube to watch it free yeah you watch it for free i did I, like I, I put it out during lockdown during the first lockdown mm. and i just want people to see it yeah because i think it's good i'm yeah. proud of it so you can't sell dvds anymore can you i think we i think i got the last of that no like financially i just like to make money i want people to come and see me live yeah, i'm yeah. quite happy to give you know me stand-up clips up i'm not saying i'll never put anything behind a paywall stand-up wise but for this one i just want as many people as possible to see it and we're closing in on seventy thousand people seeing it so far so Oof. if seventy thousand people buy tickets to the next tour we'll call that a win <laughs> whenever that is it's going to be 2022 i think my next tour spring 2022 what just working through the next show and stuff like that that's the odd thing is working through the show well like i spoke to my agent last week and so i think autumn next year autumn 2021 i'm gonna do a few small like adam rowan friends where i'm just working through the show and then the next full tour where the show's ready to go will be spring 2020 you're gonna do any have a word pod shows you and dan we nightingale's are. amazing isn't he? nightingale like it's it's quite weird really because we're so such good mates now because we've been working together for like 10 months but nightingale was one of my favorite comedians in the country same i, I found it weird when i first started gigging with them i was like fucking hell, that nightingale fucking hell. He, he's so fucking good like a couple of weeks ago we were here and i think you were yeah. comparing danny mclaughlin opened nightingale did the middle and i had to close yeah and like if there's any act you don't want to put in the fucking middle yeah like people watching won't really know but in the industry the middle spot is known as the pussy spot in it yeah it's the easiest spot on the bill yeah and if you put an amazing headline quality especially a, a rollicking fast-paced act in that middle spot it can be fucking hard to go on and close the show yeah and he smashed it as well didn't he i was stood watching him <laughs> with becca my mate and i didn't even say anything and becca just rubbed me back and went it'll be okay <laughs> and like without being a, an arrogant prick like i i can do I, I got away with it because yeah. like a few people in the audience will have known who I am already mm. and you know it's in Liverpool and you get the added bonus of Liverpool being a parochial yeah. city and yeah. um being a scouser yeah it's a good job it was either me or you closing that bill yeah because if you'd have just put a random decent headliner on after Nightingale's done the middle it's just the gig was done in the middle <laughs> yeah. you could have sent everyone home oh, and, mate, they and they'd have gone already. they'd yeah. have gone oh that was that was easy enough money but yeah, he's he's going to shoot a, a special next year as well. And we're definitely going to do, yeah, we're definitely going to do some live podcast shows. It's just for a live podcast show to be, we want it to be quite grand. We want it to be fun. So we can't just put 50 people in a room. Like to do stand-up, you can put 50 people in a room and make mm. it serviceable. We need a couple of hundred for the podcast. So you want to do a theatre? Yeah, we're going to do a couple of theatres. Yeah. We need to do a big thank you show for our patrons. Um so we, we want to really get that out the way first but we've got a couple of plans and we're definitely going to do a couple of live podcast shows um maybe in places like the epstein yeah that'd or, be perfect wouldn't it <laughs> or hot yeah. water or hot water or hot water comedy club uh where we can get a couple of hundred people in when we can put a couple of hundred people in yeah which is probably going to be post vaccination yeah which hopefully looks like it's going to be springtime mm. let's hope so anyway yeah uh but go and watch the special club comic first if you if you like your stand-up and that's where you, you sort I'm of sure most of you will if you're watching this you will have come come i mean i'm sure you're already aware of him if you come to me through hot water they kind of missed you really um 
well, thanks for coming on. Again, go go and listen to the Have a Word podcast. I enjoy it immensely. It's one of my favourites. Uh, I'm on it. I'm the first guest of the two episodes of me. You got you've had some amazing people on there. You've had Sloss and that on. Yeah. Uh, Daniel Sloss has done it. Luke Conrad's done it. She's Hal Cruttenden's done yeah, it. Yeah. Eshan. Uh, Eshan Akbar. Like no offense to you, Eshan Akbar was the best episode. Yeah. Like it was so funny. We had so many. Gov- I and, disagree. And the <laughs> the Lauren Patterson episode, the most recent one. Was fucking great. I want we had Glenn Mullen as well. And I fucking I, I feel like the way you said about Dan before, I felt like that about Glenn. I was like, yeah, I used to watch Glenn religiously before I ever did stand up. There's a lot of comics I'm like that with who like I, I'm in a fortunate position now where a, a very privileged position is the right way where I get to headline a lot of comedy clubs and I'll turn up at the comedy store and I'm on last or the Glee Club or anywhere in the UK and sometimes you get there and you know you're closing over people you idolize. Mm. Like I've, I've had to close the store following Glen Wool. Yeah. And you're like, like I'm good, and I, I I back myself against anyone. You know what I'm like. Yeah. Like I'll I, I will do it. But you still you do get little times where you're like it's fucking Glen yeah. Wool. Yeah, you're dead And people watching this will be like, I don't even know who the fuck Glen Wool is because I haven't heard of him. You don't. Be- it's because movies. there's so many amazing comedians who aren't known. Yeah. And we've we've been we're both good. And we deserve the breaks we've got. And the fact that our videos have gone viral and, you know, you've got hours and hours of content out there. It's not down to luck entirely, but we have got lucky yeah. as well. There's a, there's amazing compares out there who can do crowd work on a level with you. Yeah. Who, who can absolutely do me. that. And there's comedians who've never had a clip go viral who are better than me, mm. who won't sell as many tour tickets as me, but are better at stand-up mm. than I am. And Glenn Wool's one of them. <laughs> yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah, there's there's just so many, like, amazing comedians. I mean, don't sell them too much because we still got fucking, <laughs> still got fucking mortgages to pay. Well, what I'm saying is, like, if you ever look at the Hot Water website and I'm not on and you're not on, yeah, don't go, ugh. Because... Oh, I say that to people all the time. It's so like, oh, are you not there this weekend? I'm like, no, but still go because yeah. it's going to be fucking boss. Yeah, because, like, hot water, places like Hot Water and the Comedy Store and the Frog and Bucket, these big comedy clubs in city centres, they don't book dickheads. Nah. Like you can't literally like this is the best act the best comedians in the world. Like the yeah. the, the standard we have playing here now. This is one of the best comedy clubs in yeah, the world. Well, it's very in demand this club. Like comedians yeah. want to come and play yeah. here. Yeah. So we have yeah. So yeah, watch his special, listen to his podcast. Uh yeah, and just follow him on uh, Instagram and Adam Rowe Comedian in it. Instagram's on... Adam Rowe Comedian, Twitter is Adam Rowe Comedy. And Facebook is just Adam Rowe. All the accounts are verified, so you know it's definitely me. Nice one, mate. Uh, and thank you for tuning in and listening to this episode. Give it a share, give it a like, uh, and subscribe and stuff like that. If you, uh, yeah, if you if you're watching on the on demand app, thank you for subscribing already. Uh, and yeah, we, we'll be back tomorrow with two episodes. I've got Tim Barnett in the day, and then I think it's Rob Thomas in the night. Uh, so yeah, thank you. I'll see you tomorrow. Uh, yeah, one last time. Thank you, Adam Rowe. Bye, Felicia. Bye.